This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries. 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I am joined by yet another phenomenal guest, somebody who I'm very grateful for fitting me into her very tight schedule these days. My guest today is Lolly Daskal. And before I turn it over to Unscripted Dialogue, as I always do with my guests and formally introduce and welcome her to the program, I'm just going to plug a little bit about who Lolly is, given how expansive the listenership is. So who is Lolly? Well, what I can tell you about Lolly is that she She is one of the most sought-after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, six languages, and hundreds of companies, and she is a true social media powerhouse. Huffington Post honored Lolly with the title of the most inspiring woman in the world. Lolly is also the president and founder of Lead From Within, a global consultancy whose clients include heads of state, CEO of large multinational companies. As the pioneer of heart-based leadership, she is a regular columnist for Inc., Fast Company, Harvard Business Review, The Huffington Post, and Psychology Today. Lolly is one of the most prominent leadership voices of our time. So, Lolly, I want to welcome you to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you? Lisa, I'm so excited to be here today. Well, it's such an honor and a privilege to have you here joining us. I know how busy you are, and we were just actually talking about that before we went live, and you were indicating that you've got a launch coming up. So why don't we start with a little bit about that? So I have a new book out that's called The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, and the launch date is May 16th. And why that's important is is that I have gifts and bonuses on my website the leadershipgapbook.com that's available for people when they pre-order the book right now. And it's bonuses that once May 16 comes around, they go away and they're very worthwhile. Even there's an assessment that most of my clients around the world pay $97. It's free when you order the book, pre-order the book. Wow, fantastic. That's very generous of you. So you must be excited on top of extremely fatigued and exhausted, I can imagine. I'm exhausted and excited all at the same time. <laughs> well, good for you. Congratulations. And I certainly look forward to uh, seeing that and uh, and waiting to hear about the launch and all that leads up to that. So thank you very much for sharing that information with myself and the leaders and the listeners here who are tuned into the program. So what I'd like to ask you, as I always do with uh, especially people who are top tier of their industry, people who have notable names and have garnered a real uh, immense following and uh, loyal following, I would add. So the inception of your journey, Lolly, where did this all originate from you? Did it come from an experience in your life? Did it come from just naturally gravitating towards the industry of personal development and personal growth and leadership? Or was it somebody who perhaps mentored you who really helped hone the clarity of your journey? 
So all of that is great that you just said, because it's a little bit of everything that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. I believe that people end up teaching what they most need to learn. And that's how it started with me. I wanted to learn about who I was and how I could survive some of my challenges. And so I immersed myself into psychology and philosophy to figure out all the questions that most of the time I kept asking my parents, why, why, why? And I actually drove them nuts. And um, so it was like, and, and the kind of answers that I got were not satisfying because some of the answers would be, like, would be, that's how it is. That's how it was. That's how it needs to be. And that's not a good enough for a person that's really curious. So I went out on this inner journey to find out how I can be the best version of who I am and how I could not maybe spend time on the negative side but become a very positive person. Mm-hmm. And I then met three mentors in my life who – and let me say this. Let me Let me correct that. I didn't meet them. But I learned and I was taught by three mentors in my life. I've never met them, but I met them in books. And the three mentors that have been in my life that have created the kind of coaching that I do is Viktor Frankl, Joseph Campbell, and Carl Gustav Jung. These three mentors allowed me to understand that, number one, that we can survive any suffering if we apply meaning to it. Number two, I was taught that in every abyss, every challenge, that's where the treasure is. And then I learned that within us, there to be a complete person, we have to own the greatness to who we are and the gaps of who we are. That is the only way we can succeed in life. We cannot just be the successful part, the parts that we want people to see, because I found out at a very early age is that what we don't own owns us. So yeah. these are my mentors, and these were my teachers, and this is how I created my coaching system many years ago. Fantastic. Well, it certainly paid off, and it's working for you uh, in spades. So congratulations on all your success, uh, and success more so being birthed out of, as you highlighted, you know, it's it's an inner journey, and it's really about self-awareness. It's about self-actualization, and it's about owning the truth, you know, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and truly getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So in the beginning of your journey, uh, Lolly, how was it that you – were able to, in terms of your tools, your rituals, your mantras, how were you able to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and, you know, make the fierce commitment to take massive action every single day, which of course you have to do to get to the point that you now are in your life and in your career? What a great question, Lisa. Thank you for asking that. One of the things in my book, I talk about seven archetypes that we need to be if we want to pivot into the kind of success that we want to, you know, we want to succeed at. But what I noticed in my life is that even though I wanted something great and I wanted to succeed, we have within us these gaps. So within these seven archetypes are gaps that keep us stuck. And I had to learn for myself how to leverage it. So one of the archetypes, and I'll explain it so we can, I want to we'll talk about what I did. Mm-hmm. So one of the archetypes is about being a rebel, being someone who's out in the world that wants to do something significant and wants to do something that changes the status quo. But in order to do that, a person has to have confidence. 
Now, most people think confidence comes from stating affirmations all day and all night. We put them on post-its, <laughs> on our mirror. We put them on our fridge. We put them on our computer. We, it's, we say these mantras over and over again. And that is great, but it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Confidence comes from your capabilities plus your competence equal confidence. If we know what we are good at, what we master, that's where we get our confidence. But Lisa, this is what I have found, that even though we know what we're really good at and we now know what we're confident about, within us, there is this gap. And sometimes, not sometimes, many times, we feel like the imposter who has self-doubt. And Thank God I did some research on this, and I found that high-achieving individuals, 99.1% suffer from the imposter syndrome. So I'm in good company. And (laughs) I realized, okay, I'm a high-achieving individual. I want to put the world on fire. I want to be – I want to have a sustainable business. But I had this self-doubt, and sometimes I felt like an imposter. It was the first time someone came over to me in a workshop and said to me, you know, Lolly, I want to ask you a question about my business. And inside, what was going on was me, little me. He's Mm -hmm. asking me about this. And then I said, stop it. You are here for a reason. You're very good at what you do. Bring that forth. Mm -hmm. And so instead of... Fixing his problem, which is the normal, natural thing for people to do. I actually talk about this in the in the book. When someone comes to you with a problem, don't jump to be the fixer because that's the leadership gap. Jump to be the navigator. And all I did in those two hours that this person was talking to me was ask open-ended questions. Why do you think that is? How do you think you could help yourself? Just asking questions without giving the answers. At the end of our little conversation, he's like, I need you. I want you part of my organization. I want you part of my team. And guess what? That was over three decades ago. We are still working together. And he has recommended to me to client after client after client. He calls me the secret sauce. He's like, you have to call Lolly, drink her Kool-Aid. She knows what she's doing. (laughs) And all I do, Lisa, is ask really great questions and navigate instead of of fixing problems. Because when you fix problems, you put yourself in this position of being an enabler, and it's a no-win situation. A win-win situation is to learn to navigate and to listen. That's that's what I did for myself, and that's why I'm here today after all these years, still doing what I do and excelling at what I do. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, two two thoughts that came to me simultaneously, and I'll try to hold this. This happens to me all the time on radio, given just how yummy the conversation is and where it goes. So, you know, what I love about your answer and what I love about your approach, Lolly, is using that as the example of your leadership style and to the degree of how you imparted what you imparted to that particular person uh, and the longevity that has uh, maintained itself throughout, as you say, a few decades. Um, you know, you're, you're quite right to say, and I think this is a mistake a lot of people make, particularly in this industry or, you know, higher management or senior positions is people do have a tendency to want to fix. But I think what makes somebody and puts them in a distinct category of true, fine, authentic leadership is somebody who understands there's no hierarchy here. And if, if the goal is to make somebody be able to, um, you know, navigate their own journey, then it can't be from, okay, I just had this, you know, little 
brainwave epiphany with Lolly, but Lolly's now gone doing what Lolly does, and now I'm here, and I still need to figure this out. So what I love about your answer and your approach is that, you know, it comes from a premise and a place of self-empowerment versus enabling, and that's very, very key because people have a tendency to want to go the other way. And so I absolutely love that you did that. And that clearly is what sets other people on fire and opens up the clarity in their own minds to get exceptionally clear on who they are, what it is their purpose is, and then you just see them explode. So that's the testimonial. I think, you know, the three decades that this person's been connected with you and all the wonderful referrals that he's given out, that's, that's you know, an extension of, of your great conversation and the nuggets that you imparted. But more importantly, you probably just open the gates for this person by letting them open their own gates. So great. Thank you, Lisa. Very well put. So I did just lose my other simultaneous thought. Um but, you know, in, a, in an industry that we know, um, you know, with every industry, there comes taboo or there comes misinterpretation, uh, particularly if people aren't wired or feel a calling to be a part of this tribe that we, you and I belong to. Um, you know, it's oversaturated. Everybody's pumping out books. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's doing radio. Everyone's doing the speaking circuit and stuff like that. But what do you think is the differentiating or the discerning difference or the ingredients that makes people truly authentic and relatable to uh, viewers, listeners, readers to get the buy-in versus the people who just want to be part of this industry because it is seemingly trendy? And that's such a great question. So I want to pivot back to what we talked about earlier. So we talked about the archetype of the rebel who is confident and the imposter who has self-doubt. Mm-hmm. So most of us, we want to do something significant in the world, right? We want to be where the trends are. We want to be what's in vogue. We want to do what everybody else is doing. We want to be successful. But the driver for the imposter, and which we didn't discuss before, is someone who's constantly looking over their shoulder and looking at what Lisa's doing, what Lolly's doing, what Richard's doing, what Cameron's doing. What are these people doing? And I have to do it, and I have to do it better than they're doing it. What a mistake. What a lose-lose situation. The way to have a win-win situation, and I talk about this in my book, is to leverage the imposter within. So if you want to excel, if you want to succeed, if you want to stand in your greatness, number one rule is stop comparing yourself to others and start taking self-reflection and self-measuring from within. One of the practices I teach my clients is stop looking over your shoulder because there'll always be somebody wiser, prettier, handsomer than you are, and that's Mm -hmm. true. So what we need to do is we need to do a ritual within ourselves every day and ask ourselves, now, what can I do today that was better than yesterday, and what can I do tomorrow that was better than today? And when you do that, You stop looking over your shoulder. You stop looking what everybody else is doing, and you go inward. That's why my company's called Lead From Within. This is about you. Where do you get your power? From within. Where do you get your uniqueness? From within. When you stop measuring outside, you go inward. And that's why, Lisa, this call, 
this conversation is so different than any other call that I had because you are being who you are. You're coming from a place of where you lead, of your empowerment. So nothing could be like anything else out there. This is as unique to you and me, and it doesn't compare to anything else. It doesn't measure to anything else. So if you want to succeed among the many podcasters and radio show hosts and coaches and authors, be yourself. Be your authentic, unique self. That's where the power lies. Bingo. Lovely. Lovely. You're a powerhouse. I mean, it just even your presentation, uh, the energy that you emit. You and I have never laid eyes on one another, but I tell you what's coming through the airwaves here and what's coming through my head. You're a powerhouse. You're a powerhouse. <laughs> so you, why well, I want to, can I say something about that? Sure. We, what we see in another, we have within ourselves. So we are powerhouses. We are ready to ignite the world. That's what we have. We have synergy. Mm-hmm. Yes, very true. Very true. Um, so in terms of living fearlessly, for you to have stepped into your own greatness, for you to have gotten exceptionally clear with who you are, for you to have honed your journey, for you in the beginning stages and even still throughout the course of your journey to be coachable, coachable, to learn from other people, to know that because everybody does have their own greatness and for those who have chosen to step into their greatness, who would be aligned with you synergistically, professionally, passionately, you know, what is it that made you be able to just go, okay, this is truly the path that I'm on. And for whatever stumbling blocks, because we all have them, whether you're talking about the imposter within and having to reconcile that and have that inner dialogue that gets you back on track and aligned, you know, what is it that you continue to do to say to yourself, because you are a human being above and before anything else, how do you keep yourself grounded? How do you keep yourself focused? How do you keep yourself current? How do you keep yourself fresh? And how do you invigorate yourself, reinvigorate yourself and recalibrate on a daily basis. Wow. I could spend an hour just on that one question, (laughs) but to make it short and to make it concise. So one of the things that I do is I ask myself a question and it started a while ago because I found that the sum of our greatness lies in not asking ourselves, what do I want to do? But who do I want to be? And Mm -hmm. when you do the work about who you want to be, then you realize that what's going on on the inside is just as important as what's going on on the outside. And I spend my time celebrating, reflecting, reassessing every part of who I am. That means the good, the bad, the weakness, and the strengths, the greatness, and the gaps, because I am a whole person. And if I am a whole person, then I am able to claim all of who I am. And that's how I live my life. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, and the other thing, too, that I I got from that answer, which I'm also picking up from the energy that you emit, Lolly, and for for what I have plugged in terms of your success, and for that to even be true and a, a fact associated with your legacy that you will no doubt continue to leave behind and uh, continue to embark upon. But there's congruency. So when I hear your voice, when I hear the power behind your words, when I hear your articulation, when I hear your conviction, there's no doubt that that's what resonates with the people when you take the stage, when you do radio with other people who are interviewing you. Uh, certainly, probably, it leaps off the pages in the books that you write. So, you know, 
I think that's a huge discerning factor that sometimes is missing from people who are self-proclaimed leaders is the congruency. Because you can very clearly tap into, especially if you are self-actualized and to the degree that you're authentic, you know, you can hear in someone's voice if what they're saying is, in fact, what they truly believe or if they're just presenting. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know any other way to live. What's interesting is that people talk to me about my system and how I work. And most people say, are you talking about strength that means skills? And I go, no, 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 no. When I talk about who you are, I'm talking about the virtues because at the end of the day, you just mentioned legacy, right? At the end of the day, are they going to put on my tombstone, Lolly Daskal was a coach to executives around the world, or are they going to put something, she was trusted, she was loving, she was a truth teller, she had integrity. That's what I concentrate on. I concentrate on the virtues of who I am, not the title or the position of who I am, because that to me is just a, a, it's just a plaque. It doesn't mean much. Mm -hmm. I want people to know me for who I am. I want to be vulnerable so I could be strong. I want to be present so I could be intentional. That's the only way to stand in your greatness. Fantastic. So, you know, we've all been in the abyss, Lolly. So to the degree that you feel comfortable sharing, you know, what did, what trench did you have to dig yourself out of in order to master and hone turning shit into gold? (laughs) <laughs> a great way to put it there has been many that french word that i've turned into gold there are many things on a daily basis i think life comes at us with many challenges and um you know i'm a divorced woman and when i first got divorced i thought i thought my world would end i had these three little children i didn't think i can pick myself up again and you know do what i need to do i felt exhausted most of the time But then I reminded myself, what's the name of your company, Lolly? It's lead from within. Where are you going to find your strength? Lead from within. Who's going to help you? No one. Who who needs to step (laughs) up? You do. And so I had to find the inner strength. And, And this is truth. I had to find this inner strength to show up in my life. And sometimes we, we, we just, I talk about this in my book also. We want to be a bystander. We just, we see something, we don't want to do anything about it. We hear something, we don't want to say anything. But I had to find the hero within, and I had to find to be courageous, and I had to find to be brave, even though I was fearful. And it was a hard journey, but here I am, you know, 12 years later, and I am doing okay. Amazing. Amazing. So let me ask you then, your DNA. Now, is your DNA, Are you were you already pre-wired to be, how we now hear and understand you to be, or was that a deconstruction process and rebuilt? Oh, I love what you just said, because one of the workshops that I teach is to deconstruct, to reconstruct, and trust all due respect to where I came from, but I had to deconstruct everything in order to reconstruct who I am today. Wow, good for you. Good for you. And did you feel at a very young age that you were always tapped into people? You know, even if you didn't verbalize or you weren't necessarily um, extroverted in the sense that you felt comfortable approaching people, because I don't know who you were back in the day before you got yourself comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, or were you just, did you feel that you, you on some level, higher level, you were able to connect with people, read people, pick up on things? One thing is, this is what I've learned a long time ago. I knew from a very early age that I cared about people. 
I used to have, when I was, I think, 12 or 13 years old, I worked in a camp with disabled children. I always cared about people. But at the time when I was younger, I cared about that I was so confused about myself. It was only when I found insight into myself was I able to see so much more on the outside. So I had to go inward to be, to go outward. And I'm an introvert, even though I stand on stage and I speak to thousands and I do workshops and I coach at a high level and I'm traveling always and I'm speaking always and I'm always attending all kinds of events. But the truth is I'm a true introvert. I need my time away. Every single day I read a book, so I need to read my book every day, and I've been doing that for 27 years. I need my time alone to go inward so I can excel when I go outward. When I step out, you get all of me. But I need that inward time to really process everything that I'm thinking and everything that I'm being. Beautiful. Now, in terms of, you know, the the global scale of the culture of leadership, when you look at who's at the helm here without, you know, digressing or going down a, a rabbit hole, you know, this sometimes when we talk about leadership, people who are not necessarily into the leadership industry or the personal development personal development industry, they just naturally make the association or the connection to politics. And then when you look at that example, you know, it, it digresses and can somehow on some occasions, uh, you know, it can taint it for the rest of us. So in a, in the world right now, with the culture and the climate being what it is, what would you say to people who are succumbing to fear, who are buying into things, call it propaganda, call it fear-mongering, call it greed consumption? You know, how would you speak to the listeners uh, who are plugged in, who that might be their only frame of reference when they hear leadership? And I'm so happy that you asked that question. And this is an important question because, as you said, we associate leadership with title and position. Mm -hmm. And that's not what leadership is. Mm -hmm. I've been a coach and a teacher of and a trainer of leadership for over three decades. And this is what I know to be true, that if you as a human being are influencing someone, if you are impacting someone, if you're advising someone, you could be a mom, a dad, a coach. I don't care what you do, but if you're a human being breathing and you are doing those things that I just mentioned, influence, impacting, or advising, you are the leader. So even though someone at a certain level with a certain position is acting out in a way that you think or creates fear or anxiety, you as a leader can have a say. You as a leader can speak up. You can do something about it. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Don't worry so much about what someone is doing or how they're lying or how they're messing things up. Step up. And this is your time. This is your opportunity. There's a void right now. Step mm -hmm. up and do what you need to do. Be the voice because you are the leader. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. So in terms of your book, um, w what burst, what concept or what juncture in your journey made this the book that it is or had to be? So another great question, Lisa. You're just brilliant at these questions. You are a true net. <laughs> this is so good. This is a great, great question. So what gave birth to this book? And if you remember, let's pivot back to the beginning of this conversation. I talked to you about my mentors. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found when I was coaching, and it didn't matter what country I was in 
what gender I was speaking to, what language we were speaking. There were fundamental truths that were happening with every single person that I encountered. Every single person was talking about wanting to make an impact in the world and wanting to make a difference. But there was something within them that was keeping them stuck. And I said, the imposter? They go, yeah. So in my book, what happened was is I took all the messages from the thousands and thousands of people that I coached. What were the fundamental truths that I found What Joseph Campbell talks about in the hero's journey? He talks about there are fundamental truths that are happening out in this universe. What are they? And then I put them in a book. My book are the fundamental truths that are happening within you right now and what you could do in order to pivot from your gaps so you can stand in your greatness. This book is about you. This book is about people that have spoken to me, that have coached with me. And the truth is people that have gotten the book um, because of galleys. I sent out some early galleys about the book. Every single note came back to say, this book is about me. How did you know me so well? I found myself on every page. I even found myself in the stories of the CEO of a large corporation. He sounds like me. I can't believe he, you know, he, he thinks like I do. And mm-hmm. that's what makes this book so profound that it doesn't matter where you are, who you are. This is the message. This is the system that can pivot you to be where you want to be. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, because we talked, we touched a little bit about this at the top of the hour about mirroring in one of our your previous answers to my questions, Lolly. So, you know, if you were outside of yourself, if you were somebody who was, you know, in attendance of you taking the stage and you were, you know, maybe didn't even know who Lolly Daskal was, uh, somebody who said, suggested, you know, you got to go see this woman speak or you got to read this woman's book or you just you got to follow her. Being that person in the audience or being the person reading the pages within your book, the messages within your book, you being the outsider to the degree that you can be as objective as possible, what would you say about Lolly? That's such an interesting question. Again, there she goes again. Brilliant question. I was asked on another podcast the other day, are you the wizard or the person behind the curtain? Mm. And I am the person behind the curtain. My whole mission, my whole purpose in my life is for for me to see you, to show that you matter, to say that you that you are a valuable person and you are here to contribute. That's my mission to talk about who I am. That's who I am. So I am the person behind the curtain because every single person that I encounter, I always say to them, greatness lies within you. But you have to choose it, right? The whole thing is we have to choose it. Many of us don't choose it. So what can I say about myself? I'm a servant leader. I'm here to help and to serve as many people as I can to show them that greatness lies within them. Love it. What a powerful message. And something that people, we're just, we're starving for that, Lolly. We truly are. People are feeling very misguided. Uh, People are feeling very misled. Uh, People don't necessarily have the insight to know initially, at least before they tap into your message or your book, that it really does come from lying within. You know, it's not external. It's not hopping on to the next thing that people seem to, you know, promote as being trendy or, you know, being on the in crowd or on the inside. It's really about honing who you are, which does come from deconstruction. It does come from self-love. It does come from, 
you know, rebirthing out of all the pain that we've been in and, and all the false beliefs and concepts that have the ability to impede our greatness and our strength and just just our purpose. So what a powerful message. Now, you know, you said something that was a segue to something else that I, I often do talk about on my show, too, and I'd be interested to know your answer and your take on this, your insights. What does living fearlessly mean for you? Again, there she goes again. Great question. Great, great question. What does it mean for me? It means that I, it, there could be times when I am fearful. There could be times when I am frightened. There could be times when I am stuck. And living fearlessly for me means to find the hero within who is courageous at all times. So even though I feel the fear, I do it anyway. And what kinds of things would cause you trepidation or self-doubt where you would have to, you know, get quiet within yourself, recalibrate, re-embrace, re-embrace the message of, of lead from within to get you focused again? So what would some of those things be that might even be surprising for people who know you on a professional level but think, you know, you walk on water and, you know, you're a little bit different than the rest of us. You're not impacted by the same things that we are that keep us down a little bit in our vibrational level. What are some of those things that you have or sometimes do continue to struggle with? So I don't walk on water. And yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. I don't even know how to swim. That's, that's Here's a confession I've never told anybody. So you now we're confessing to Lisa on national radio. But um, – it doesn't work that way. It's not like I'm fearful of something and I'm not fearful of another. Maybe something trying something new or mm-hmm. not knowing the not knowing how things will turn out because I always want to do everything with excellence and I want to make an impact. And so if I feel like I'm falling short of a goal, that kind of sets me like, hmm, what did I do wrong? And and it's not fearful as much as one of the things I'm very competitive within myself, not with others. And I go, what did you miss? What can you do? And I'm always trying to take myself to the next level. So I don't try to stay stuck ever, but I try to work on being the best version of who I am all the time. But sometimes I don't show up as my best and because I'm human, but Mm -hmm. it's okay because I know that life for me is 10% of what we experience and 90% of how I respond to it. So I spend my time on 90% responding with excellence. Bingo. Beautiful. Well, if I were to say that there was something just based on the energy that I'm picking up from you and your message and your journey that, you know, call it fear or an element of fear that might impact you, it would be mediocrity or complacency. I think those two things would really create havoc for you in your life based on your DNA and your energy. Interesting. Okay, I'll take that. (laughs) Listen, I'm open to feedback. I don't know everything. One of the things about a great leader is they say, I don't know. Right. You do, I don't have all the answers, but I'm always one thing about me is, is that I'm always willing to learn, to mm-hmm. grow, expand and evolve. So if you picked up on something that's for me to process and to think about for later on. Is that true? Well, actually, it is true because I do strive for excellence at every given moment. Absolutely. And just to clarify for the listeners what it was I was actually saying there, and just in case there was any misinterpretation, because I really deem and view Lolly to be 
uh, outside of all her accolades and her success and that being a, you know, secondary to who she is within herself and how she's cultivated that and nourished that for herself. Um, because she's such a, a powerhouse, I think things like complacency and mediocrity would be the things that, uh, would hinder who you are. I don't even think they are an aspect of, of your DNA, but I think, you know, kind of, for lack of a better word, dummying down, if there was ever a point, you know, call it come upon a crisis, an unforeseen crisis in your life where all of a sudden it, you've taken a hit and it's reduced you from being at your highest vibrational level to then being at your lowest vibrational level and really having to pick yourself out of the gutter again. I still think from how I glean you, Lolly, uh, it would never be an option for you. It would be a non-negotiable for no matter what you have to contend with or rise out of. Uh, you would never be able to just say, okay, I'm completely done here. I've done my bit. I'm done. I, I think you're just at an accelerated level of being. It would never be an option for you not to continually grow. How long? You do know me. That's exactly who I am. It's interesting. We've never met, but that's exactly how I live my life. Beautiful. Wow. Well, you know, vibe attracts tribe. I truly believe that. Um, so what would you say to the listeners is if, you know, not unlike something that you would, you know, write in your book or say on the stage to people or during coaching sessions to the listeners who are on the fence, you know, again, regardless of gender, you've already cited, it's not about that. We're all human beings. We all have a reason for being here. Some of us have tapped into what that is and we've gotten very clear on our purpose and our passions. And some people, they, they're maybe a little bit jaded or, you know, they've come by a lot of, um, you know, in succession, difficult times, and they're just having a hard time finding their feet and getting out from underneath it. So what would you say to the listeners who are really taken in by what you're saying? You're, you know, they're resonating with your message. They love your energy. They wish they could aspire to have what you've got that keeps you going in your own journey, but they just have that lackluster or they're just, you know, they're burnt out or they're a little bit jaded or they're a little bit pessimistic about the world that we live in right now. Wow. Okay, so it's interesting that you said it's not in your book and it's not on stage, but one of the things about me is what I say on stage is who I am in my private life, and there's no real difference. So -hmm. what I'm going to do now is what I do always is I'm going to speak from my heart. Mm -hmm. And what I said earlier on today in this conversation was that I seek wholeness, to take the good and the bad, to take my strengths and my weaknesses, And I take all of that and I search for wholeness. Now, wholeness doesn't mean perfection. Wholeness Mm -hmm. means to acknowledging our wounds as well as our strengths. And when we say wholeness, when we claim it, when we own it, when we take responsibility for it, you know what it's really saying? It's saying, I'm staying above it all. Mm. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And that is how I live my life. So go for the wholeness by staying above it all. Beautiful. Now, do you have any quotes that other people, you know, quotes that would be known by um, people within our industry that tend to resonate with you, either because it's in alignment with your message or because you see what they've mastered in their own life by leading within, leading from within, that you go, oh, wow, that really profoundly speaks to me, whether it be a title of a book, whether it be a quote, anything. So I'm going to quote from two of my mentors because 
that's who I've memorized everything about. These are my <laughs> teachers. Uh-huh. And so Viktor Frankl says, what is to give light must endure a burning. Mm. And that to me is profound. Mm-hmm. And Campbell, Joseph Campbell said, everything about another person that doesn't satisfy us helps us to better understand ourselves. And so when we say, look at them, they're not this, look at them, she's like that, and he's like this, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. They are here to, I always say this out loud to everyone, people are here to teach us lessons about ourselves. So between Campbell and Frankel, there is so much wisdom in that, that it could last us a lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what a shining star and example you are of that too. But, um, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't take advantage of having you here and to give props to our mutual friend, another top tier leader, Dove Barron, uh, who was the one who connected us and felt that you would be a perfect candidate for my show, Living Fearlessly. And I'm so grateful to him that he extended that opportunity to me. Um, you know, I, I've gotten a lot out of this interview, Lolly, and I've really appreciated our time. And I'm not saying that because we're anywhere near quite yet being done, but I just wanted to make sure that I didn't see this opportunity come and go without personally thanking Dove Barron. And I know Dove very well, and he is an exceptional human being, an exceptional. Absolutely, he is. And so it wasn't that long ago that you two were together. I saw pictures that had been put up, and was that something to do with the United Nations, the UN? No, no. No, I wasn't in that conflict resolution thing. Absolutely. I think I was, I don't even know we had pictures. Oh, we have have pictures. I thought I saw something, but you know what? Dove's always in the company of great people. It could have been somebody else, but at least I'm just grateful to acknowledge uh, here publicly, globally, that uh, it was the kindness of Dove Barron who extended your contact information to me and thought it would be a wonderful fit. And he couldn't have been more correct in that. So So. we should send him both a note and thank him and let him know that we are grateful. That's another thing is that if you're grateful, don't keep things to yourself. Let people know that you appreciate them. Go that extra mile. I try to live at the extra mile because it's Mm -hmm. not very crowded there. And we talked earlier about how (laughs) how do you stand out? Go the extra mile. Trust me. There's just a few people standing there. Right. Well, you know, and I think you touched upon something else, too, that I think all of us as entrepreneurs, people who aspire to do our best, be our best, and continually choose to be a more improved version of who we were than we we were yesterday, um, you know, people see all the momentum, people see all the updates and things getting ramped up and launches and whatnot. But if you could, you know, cut it down a little bit from to a, a humanistic level for our listeners. Uh, I do this myself, Lolly, but I think it might be very impactful coming from you. You know, it can be a very isolating journey when you choose to be a lone wolf because, one, it's not just because you're an introvert or in some cases we're ambiverts, uh, but to be creative people and to come up with content and to really try to hone our message to reach the collective – you do naturally need to spend an absorbent amount of time on your own. And in order to do that, you have to be very comfortable in your skin and you also have to be very thick skinned. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about the realities of what it is to be you outside of all the success and accolades? It's an interesting question. Um, 
I don't see myself lonely. I don't see myself as isolated. I see myself almost as um, a whole human being where sometimes I'm on the outside and sometimes I have to go on the inside. I also, um, what's interestingly enough is that I spend an enormous amount of energy in powering other people. And the question is always, how do you then fuel up yourself? Like, what do you do for yourself? And so I am a very disciplined person in the rituals that I do, and I've been doing them for years. I have a ritual in the morning that I do. I have a ritual in the evening that I do. And I keep to that. So it's like bookends to my life. And mm-hmm. I really find that if I continue to do that, I, if I'm a disciplined person, then I have freedom to be who I need to be. Beautiful. Now, another question that I oftentimes ask people too, and I'd be interested to hear your insights on this, Lolly, as it pertains to you specifically. Um, you know, it's very important to be silent. It's very important to be still. It's very important to appreciate the here and now, knowing that nothing beyond that moment is guaranteed. But being type A personalities, if you even wish to put yourself in that category, but being somebody who, you know, is a powerhouse, somebody who has a big light, somebody who definitely has a purpose, and it's to reach and connect with uh, the masses, you know, what is it that is also on the horizon for you, maybe some other goals outside of the launch of your book that's upcoming on May 16th. But what else is it that you're endeavoring to do either, again, as a result of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and wanting to do something you've never before done uh, and just test yourself that way or something that has been a calling, but other things have popped up in your life that have made it difficult to near the beginning of that. So what else is on the horizon for you? So, I think it's very important before we go to the future, it's very important that we acknowledge the present. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is in the present moment is I have wanted to write a book for more than 15 years. Wow. And um, I actually gave birth to a book, which was very difficult for me to do um, because I work full time. I just didn't have the bandwidth to write. I also write thousands of articles and I work with clients all over the world. So, you know, you have to think of yourself, do you have time to even write this book? And what am I going to write about? And so something very interesting happened when I decided I am going to write a book. This wasn't the book that I was going to write. Um, Mm -hmm. I sent out a proposal everywhere about this other book that I wanted to write. And my agent had everybody saying, yes, yes, yes. And it was only until one publishing house said, Lolly, what what have you been doing for all these years that gives you the sustainability? And I said, oh, I teach this rethink system. They said, write that book. Mm. So the thing about that is, is that I've never publicly, and I work with clients all the time. I've done workshops all the time, but I've never talked about it publicly. And it was a very complicated system that I had to take now and put it into only 200 pages. How do you... <laughs> How do you then take something that you teach with many, many levels and take something complicated and make it simple and make mm-hmm. it profound and magical, which I do one-on-one? And so in the present moment, this I'm still living in the in this um, whole idea of – you remember we talked about being exhausted and being excited, yes. so being fearful and being courageous – Will this master class and will this system that I have been teaching for three decades, will people understand what it can do? Because if they get it, it will be magical. It will be profound. So I need to talk about the present because 
if I am good in my present moment now and I've done a good job in the present, it will take care of the future. So I'm concentrating on the right now, the here and the now. Love it. Love it. And so in terms of the initial book that you had spearheaded, that being the focus of where you wanted to go with writing a book, um, do you think there's a possibility that, you know, it was just chronologically this was the book right now, the one that's being launched May 16th, uh, that it was the order of sequence in which it needed to happen, but perhaps it doesn't mean that the initial book that you wanted to write about and get out there isn't maybe in queue for the second book? Absolutely not. When someone introduces you to excellence, I'm not going for mediocre. What I'm going to do is this is an excellent book because it's gotten tremendous praise from top experts across all fields. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask myself, like I do every night, what can I do better than I did now? That other book is gone. It was okay. mediocre compared to what I have now. But okay. now I'm going to set a new level of excellence for myself so I can take myself to another level. Fantastic. Okay, so the first one's tanked. <laughs> this is it. Now we just get better and better. Absolutely. Well, maybe. But I actually a- think, but to be honest, yeah, this, this is a really good book. I mean, if if uh, if this is the only book I write, I will mm-hmm. be very happy because it is excellent. People that have read it have given me high praise. So I don't always need to be pushing the envelope. So when mm-hmm. it comes to the book, I might do something else, but I don't know if I'll write another book at this caliber. Great point. And, and I think that's an important thing to impart here as we're wrapping up the show is, you know, if you do one thing that sets your heart on fire, sets your soul on fire, and you can say quite confidently with conviction, uh, that if this is the only thing I ever do, then hey, I, I'm happy. If, if it all ends tomorrow, then I've done my part and I've honored myself and I've honored myself within my journey. I mean, I think that's a lovely testament for anybody who thinks that they've got to bang out like a multitude of things to so-called be successful or alternatively just from the, the perspective of honoring themselves, you know, slow it down, take the one thing that you feel most impassioned to do, you feel most the calling to do and, and just enjoy that. I mean, that's amazing. I think that's a really good piece of advice to give to people for whatever it is that uh, that speaks to them. So thank you for that, Lolly. You're so welcome. You are a powerhouse. I love your energy. Wow. I'm feeding off of it. I'm, if I was exhausted before I started, now I feel like I can run. The, where's the New York Marathon? When does it start? Well, you're lovely to say that. I really appreciate that. But um you know, I, I think I, I covered, I mean, there's always things and I wish this sometimes could be a marathon show. I wish it could, you know, cause I, I just get lost in the time. I, I, I don't even concentrate on the time. I just, I'm so absorbing uh, all the yumminess and all the energy that you're emitting. And, uh, I just, um, you know, I just so appreciate the gift of your time because I know when you said before we went live, I mean, your mornings, your day, it's like you're literally right now because you're in the process of the launch. You're doing 24 hour days or feels like it's 24 hour days and uh so i mean i can't believe that because you're so on top of it you're you sound like somebody who's had like an eight hour sleep a nice restful sleep you you know obviously you're somebody who doesn't let those things get in the way of who you are and what your true ultimate purpose is so and your message so i just want to say thank you so much lolly but i want to also give listeners the opportunity to connect with you in whatever way or capacity they may feel inclined to do so how can they reach you 
So if you believe that greatness lies within you, then please pre-order the book at theleadershipgapbook.com. And don't only get a copy for yourself, but get a copy for people that you care about, that you love, because having them read this book will show them that you value them. And otherwise, you can find me at lollydaskell.com. I think I'm the only Lolly Daskell in the whole <laughs> entire world. And Daskell rhymes with rascal but with a K and um, I look forward that if you get the book and it does something for you, it changes your life. It makes you think in a different way. Then please contact me because that's my life's mission to serve you, to honor you and to let you know greatness lies within you. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a way and a lovely way to end off here. So Lolly, again, I want to say thank you very much for the gift of your time. I want to thank you for your insightful nuggets. I want to thank you for, you know, your raw candor and, and being vulnerable with us and really just kind of taking this to an elevated level in terms of energy. This was so spectacular. So thank you for that. And, uh, and would love to maybe one day down the road, if we want to talk about whatever else it is that you're endeavoring to do or, you know, the, uh, success post book launch, love to have you back. You're welcome here anytime living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on the contact talk radio network. It would be an honor. And if that's not meant to be in the cards, I'm certainly just grateful for this. This has been fantastic. Are you so kidding? You. Are you kidding? <laughs> when, when am I invited back? Okay, let's get out the calendar. And this has been amazing. It has been such a true pleasure and such a privilege, Lisa. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lolly. You're lovely. And I want to thank the listeners once again for taking time out of your schedule to join in for this one-hour broadcast with this phenomenal powerhouse guest that we've had today joining us, Lolly Daskal. Again, we might be having her come back, which would be a true honor. Uh, I want to thank you once again for your loyal listenership. I want to thank you for being one of over 180,000 podcast subscribers have only been doing this for two years. So I'm really grateful that the message of my guests and mine combined has getting out and it's also reaching the masses too. And I would really encourage people as I do and what I believe is fundamentally important to living a yummy life is to choose because it is a choice to live fearlessly it is within according to um lolly's own message and her book that's being released the launch coming on uh may 16th lead from within it is within all of us so please remember that and if you weren't able to join us here please feel free to listen to the encore the podcast will be uploaded shortly so have a fantastic day a wonderful weekend and i look forward to doing this again with you next friday here at the contact talk radio network at 8 a.m pacific 11 o'clock eastern all my best all my love love and gratitude take care bye-bye You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.